This podcast is part of the Red 5 Network. For more Red 5 Network podcasts, visit red5network.com. Approaching shield control, transmitting code clearance on ISB channel 4. This is Scarif Substation. Proceed to landing platform for further instructions from Scarif Control. Scarif Control, this is TK226. I'm at Scarif Control. This is Scarif Station. Stand by. Yeah, we see heavy fire down below. Is the garrison deployed? We've had insurgents breach the shield. What's your status, TK226? Control just cleared the gate. Stand by to receive new orders. Scarif Control. We'll coordinate an attack north of the Visage Ridge and send in the walkers. TK-226, this is Commander Milan. Proceed to the North Ridge and engage the rebels there. We've got them on the run, but we need your support. Repeat, we need your support! the ultimate power in the universe yeah it is it is it is isn't it uh thank you guys everybody for coming down here not <laughs> a show the scare of scuttlebutt podcast Hi. uh who do we got in the chat we got tina we got frank we got nicole we got lunar girl um let's scroll up here heck delorean what's up guys uh let's see tina dragon buddy Madam, oh, that's you. Excellent. Um, yeah, thank you for joining us. Uh, we uh, just as a reminder, we are doing the Scarif Lives uh, on Saturdays. Well, today is Sunday. Some stuff came up yesterday, so we kind of postponed it uh, for tonight. Looking forward to kind of breaking down uh, Kenobi. Um, and uh, you know, we'll be doing these breakdowns on these shows. Uh, you know, when they come out, we'll probably do. Uh, you know, Andor when it comes out. So Saturdays uh, will be our uh, Saturdays or Sundays, I guess, our backup day. But um, yeah, Kenobi episode three. Are they calling them episodes or chapters? I, I'm not paying attention now. Part episodes. Part part one part. two. It's been part one, part, part two, part three. Mm. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So we are we're halfway through, huh? Halfway through. I was not ready for this last episode. Well, yeah, we will talk about that in a minute, but uh, wanted, yeah, wanted to uh, touch base with you guys and see if there's any other nerd news that uh, you guys are, are lots. excited about. Um, I got, I, I got to show off something that I got yesterday. Okay, I went to, uh, I went, uh, Amy and I went to Command Fest in, in Richmond, which is uh, Command Fest. Magic, yeah, so it's a Magic the Gathering thing. Mm. Um, but they have uh, all the, uh, not all, they have a bunch of the artists that do the artwork uh, for the cards there. And uh, I was able to get some signed uh, cards. But one of the other things, one of the artists, uh, Eric uh, DeChamp, uh, one of the other things he made 
was this Last Supper. Oh. So I don't know why uh, imagine MTG guys making uh, Star Wars prints, but I had to get that while I was there. Very nice. And, uh, yeah, so we're going to get that framed and put that up. I don't know what wall space we're going to use for that, but uh, we'll, we'll figure it out. Very nice. You got some nice prints behind you anyways. Uh, yep. A little Boba Fett, that Master guy. Yoda, and uh, Obi-Wan Kenobi. Excellent. Uh, what else is everybody watching? We've got uh, Stranger Things out. We've got The Boys. We've got shows like, uh, there you go, your Hellfire Club t-shirt. Um, some other wonderful shows oh, yeah. that are coming up. Um, uh, Brad, Stranger Things, that, man. Stranger me. Things, uh, you know, episode are awesome. Uh, season one, yeah. Season one, uh, it's hard to tell whether this season or season one is my favorite. I think it's actually this uh, current season might be my favorite. Um, and we have uh, volume two coming out July 1st. Uh, I don't want to give away any spoilers. I do want to do a Stranger Things <laughs> show for sure. Um, cause there's so much to unpack with that show. Uh, I can even, uh, talk about where the idea for that show came from. That's for another topic though. Um, but, uh, it's really good. Um, you know, they, they said it was going to be worth the wait, uh, yeah. for this one. And, uh, you know, the episodes are an hour plus long. Um, and it's like, you're watching a movie every single episode. So if you haven't checked out stranger things, uh, you know, if you haven't watched in a while, because I didn't realize season three was three years ago mm -hmm. uh, when that came out. So uh, do no. yourself a favor, either yeah, either do a rewatch or just there's plenty of uh, recap videos on YouTube. Uh, do that first uh, before you watch this uh, episode. But uh, there's uh, there's actually some a few Star Wars references in, in there. If you they're subtle, but you can catch them. Um, and of course, uh, a million D&D &D, uh, references there, too. So. Uh, speaking of D and D, uh, you're talking about recent things. Uh, my kids were up here in Virginia this week, so I was able to have lots of fun uh, with the kids. Um, and Dylan, who is eight years old, got to be the dungeon master uh, for oh, the first nice. time. Um, very nice. So uh, yeah, and uh, he, he had a great time. He did very well. Uh, if anybody's ever played D and D, the uh, job of the DM is a difficult one, and uh, he handled it very well, especially for an eight-year-old kid. But uh, very nice. Speaking of that, uh, it made me think about an old episode um, that uh, you did with fan dads. Yeah, and, uh, our friend all, uh, Victor. Yep, and that was all about uh, geek parenting and mm -hmm. uh, what it's like to be the to be a geek and to, to uh, share that kind of thing with your kids. And uh, if you guys want to go back and check that out, go back and check out episode fifty three. I think it was episode fifty three. Uh, we uh, had fan dads on the show. And uh, a lot of fun there. Um, so please check that out when you get a chance. Uh, make sure, and then make sure you pass down your nerd ways to the kids so we can keep this thing going. That's uh, one of the coolest things uh, about being a dad, being a nerd dad, a nerd parent, I guess, is you pass down that uh, that fandom down to your to your offspring, to your spawn, as they say. Spawn. But yeah, really cool. Um, <laughs> You know, getting ready for all Star Wars that is uh, about to drop. You know, we are, um, what, August, end of August? Was it end of August or beginning of August uh, that uh, Andor is uh, going to drop? And like I said earlier, we will be having Scarif Live on Saturdays to break down uh, Andor as well, the, like we're doing, like we have been doing in the past with uh, Book of Boba Fett and now uh, Kenobi. 
really looking forward to that. But, you know, in, in kind of preparation, I love to go back to like Rogue One and, and Rogue One material. Mm -hmm. You've got Rebels uh, that, uh, you know, kind of reintroduced uh, Saw Gerrera. Uh, but speaking of Scarif Replay, um, if you guys have not kind of checked out some of our back catalog episodes, episode 34, we did a wonderful uh, discussion with uh, Pat and Charles of Conversations, uh, talked about Saw Gerrera, really broke it down. That was a good one. That was a really good one. I loved, uh, you know, kind of breaking apart the 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 dynamic between Saw Gerrera and Mon Mothma. And I'm really hoping that we get a little more of that uh, in Andor. It looks like a very, you know, politically uh, in a pol political intrigue type of storyline. So I'm she's got, really quite a, little... you know, they, they show her quite a bit in the trailer. So I hope it's, yeah. I hope yeah. it's true in the show. I think she's a terrific actress. And so I, I hope she plays a big part in that show. Absolutely. Love it um shanti what are you watching and then you know what we've got uh we've got our special guest backstage we're gonna bring him out and ask him what he's watching but i wanted to ask shanti uh what you're watching um i know i mentioned uh before we went on uh live i mentioned umbrella academy to brad mm -hmm. and uh it's something that i i really like um i still haven't gone back to watch stranger things because there's a lot that i'm watching but um again like three years i know that's the problem. Like, I figure I have never even watched Umbrella Academy, so I have to add that to the list. I have to add The Boys to the list because I haven't watched that at all. Oh, you haven't watched The Boys either? Oh, no, and I know yo. that started season three, but I did. I know I've said a couple of times that I actually don't like to binge, but I binged Stranger Things. I just could not stop. And like Brad yeah. said, I have been going back now and rewatching it because after three years, I was really confused by yeah. some of the that's, ages that's why I'm not and the timeline. Yeah. yeah, I think we I should forgot just what go happened. back and start from the beginning, honestly. Yeah. But it's nice to go back. And this is probably very non-nerd, but like tonight is the new episode of Barry on HBO Max. So I'm really, really into that show. So that's all that's the other one that I'm actually watching right now. Cool, cool, cool. Um, we got uh, folks in the chat really excited about Umbrella Academy. Uh, Brad, I know uh, you have been told to uh, get your act together and uh, pick that show up. Uh, yeah, I'm deficient. Yeah, my 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 better half told me I need to watch that because like, apparently a lot of it uh, revolves around the JFK assassination, uh, <laughs> which I didn't I didn't even realize. So I definitely need to get on the wagon on that one. Excellent, excellent. Um, later on, guys, in the chat, you know, last week we had a giveaway. I gave away a Funko Pop, a Luke Skywalker holding a little baby Grogu Funko Pop. Uh, we asked a question, you guys answered, um, and uh, our friend uh, Kelly uh, won that prize. Um, this week, uh, at the end of the broadcast, we will be giving away a digital code for dune if you haven't watched dune um i'll give you guys a digital code brad has a question uh, that i hope you will answer and uh yeah dune i started watching this um i i my mistake is i watched i started watching it at one in the morning and i yeah, fell do asleep that. don't do that um anyways let's bring in our guest john and see uh what kind <gasps> of things he's been watching and you finish we'll start talking no 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 i didn't Here's John. Hey, -o. hey -o. <laughs> What's up, everybody? How's everyone doing? 
Fantastic. Yeah. Thank you, John, for joining us. Uh, we are very, you. we're very excited to, uh, you know, we usually pick a friend to talk uh, about, uh, you know, our, our Star Wars uh, fix that we get every week. And yeah. uh, I'm glad, uh, I'm glad uh, you were able to come by. Oh man, I've been uh, I've been chomping at the bit. I've been wanting to talk about <laughs> Kenobi, Kenobi for a while. <laughs> very nice, very nice. Yeah, we'll I heard you guys talking that. about uh, I heard you guys talking about uh, Stranger Things and Umbrella Academy. Those are yeah, those are great shows. Absolutely, especially, uh, especially Stranger Things right now because all the kids are getting introduced to Kate Bush. Yep. Yes. Yeah, yeah I heard they were doing some really great stuff with music. They they yeah. made me listen to it on Spotify on repeat uh, in the car after we watched the show. <laughs> I think it's the number one song on iTunes, and I think that uh, I think it's also it went to number eight in the UK charts this week. Jeez, very pretty nice. awesome, you know? yeah. Skyrocketed like to number 30. one on Apple Music. Yeah, yeah, it sounds like almost forty years old. Mm-hmm. And it can save you in a pinch of some uh, supernatural being. I agree. Someone says earlier, show. this is definitely the most violent season. <laughs> oh, it's dark. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I got to start. Uh, I got to start on that. I got so much th- stuff I'm watching. So and not uh, not a lot of time. But um, Very. absolutely. So uh, episode or as uh, Shanti said, Part three of the so Kenobi series on Disney Plus. I like that. I like holy, that holy moly. Um, th- there's a lot to unpack here. Yeah. Um, let's uh, let's get down to business. I know the folks uh, in the chat are also chomping at the bit. Um, Brad, I'm going to start with you because you usually have some really great insight. We've been talking about this for a while. Um we've been anticipating we're, we're trying to figure out like, you know, when we would have seen Darth Vader, what is going on. I know a lot of people, there's a lot of buzz on the internet, man, talking about this Darth Vader rematch with Obi-Wan Kenobi. Some people like it. Some people are confused. What's going on in your head, Brad? Yeah. Uh, so as usual, I've been wrong uh, about my predictions. What was it? The uh, Mandalorian. And when we did, we were doing those shows, all my predictions were just flat out wrong. So I thought I knew Star Wars. Turns out I don't know. I don't know jack about Star Wars. I, I thought we were going to see Darth Vader the last twenty minutes of the last episode. You know, it was all teasing towards that. Um, was totally not ready to see Mustafar, um, him. You know, sitting on you know his throne like that. Uh, wasn't ready for all that, and uh, I know there's a lot of criticism, or there's some. I don't know about a lot, but. Uh, some criticism about how the the lightsaber fight, the duel, if you want to call it that, uh, how that turned out. But um, I think they did that very well. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, as you notice, uh, my my name today, you know, it's still okay to like Star Wars. <laughs> you know, we 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 talked about this, you know, before the show even started. How our ex- expectations are so high uh, for Star Wars these days that it makes it hard to just enjoy it uh, as a show and. I wanted to come with some ammunition today because, you know, these are some of our favorite movies of all time, but not that I really care about what Rotten Tomatoes normally has to say (laughs) about anything. Um, But uh, I want to share some of the the scores of Rotten Tomatoes. Um, The Phantom Menace had 51% on on Rotten Tomatoes. Uh, Right above that was The Rise of Skywalker at 52%. 
And then episode two, 65%. And solo at 69%. And they kind of drift up, of course, uh, the highest being Empire Strikes Back, 95%, somewhere around there, uh, as to be expected. So, like, when did, my question is, when did Star Wars have to be, like, you know, perfect Rated? theatrically speaking for us to enjoy it? They never have been, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. They've never been the the best, the the, the most well-written, best-directed shows, but we just enjoyed them for what they were. So, I think we need to just, like, stop being Calm so down. critical and yeah, yeah. And just enjoy it for the story that it is. Yeah, it's not Citizen Kane. Yeah. No, thank you. I... <laughs> oh my God. This I, is I why think... I don't theorize. This is why I don't come up with any of my own predictions. My only yeah, expectation that, is that though. it's good and yeah. it makes sense. You yeah, can... but the problem is everyone wants that to be met and you're not the one writing the show. It's you can do that. You know, we all we've always theorized, you know, what do you think is going to happen next week? What do you think is going to happen with this character? I think that's fine to do. It's what fans do all across the board, whether it's Star Wars, Star Trek, whatever. But I think the problem is when you expect your theories to become canon, you expect your theories to to, you know, if it doesn't turn out this way, then damn it, I'm not going to watch. Then you're always going to be disappointed. Right. So I think it's um, I think it's the choices that we make and how we deal with our own fandom that really counts. I think uh, you know we're we're in this uh, weird era of of social media where everyone has a platform. Hence, you know we're we're sitting here talking about it. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think we have to do it in a way that uh, you know that sparks conversation, not rage. Right. Um, it's you know it's unfortunate, and I, I don't think. There's a lot of people out there that um, that know the difference. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Brad's got that thing on his on, on his banner, tongue in cheek. But yeah, it's 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 okay to love Star Wars and to like Star Wars. Um, what it's not okay is to just constantly, constantly berate other fans and um, yell at other people for liking what they like. Enough yeah. already, Jesus. If you like it, you're wrong. That's uh, yeah, that's awful. Like, you know, I know. You know, we, we we've been on the show talking about some aspects of Star Wars that we don't like, but you know, we I, I'd like to think that we're not sitting here yelling and saying, "Hey, I'm going to make another video about why this sucks." Uh, right. That's, it's it's just not it's that's not us. That's not us. There's also and, a, a lot of impatience too that I can't stand. Yeah, I mean, people right now are 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 freaking out. You know, we're halfway into the show, and and uh, obviously there's still questions, but people have already made up their mind. Like, well, this this is crap. Well, it's not so, over yeah. yet. The story isn't complete. Yet. I right. know. You know. He's halfway through the hero's journey. You know, it's it's not. We're not there yet. Yeah, Absolutely. Oh, I'm so glad you brought up the hero's journey because I, I love the the. Uh, I think we're going to criticize the criticizers on, on this show here yeah. uh you know i was speaking with somebody on on uh i think it might have been tina on, on on twitter about this you know how kenobi is not acting like kenobi this uh-huh. is a broken man yeah you know the his entire family of hundreds uh or you know from thousands to hundreds of jedi died and he had to put himself in exile and you want him to act like episode three or clone wars mm-hmm. kenobi 
That doesn't make sense. No, it doesn't make sense at all. So, like, I was enraged in the first two episodes when, um, you know, like uh, they're 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 the hunting the Jedi, and he didn't do anything about it. I was I was so pissed off. I'm like, come on, man! But that's exactly like he would have acted and should have acted. So, I think it's to your point, Ro. There, like, just because you want him to act a certain way, sure, um, it's not that's not reality. Right, right, right. All right, let's uh, let's get off this uh, this uh, rage train and uh, talk about the stuff that we really like. Uh, some aspects of this episode that uh, that really excited us. Uh, John, I know you're uh, itching at the bit. What are some of the things that really made you like your jaw drop? And obviously, we're going to talk about certain aspects of it um again spoilers for everybody who's not seen it what are you doing here but uh john what got you excited on this last episode well here's the thing like for me i was blown away that we were able to get the third episode so fast and so i was like oh my god it's like you know it's like if you take edibles and you take another and then it all hits you at once. <laughs> sure. Okay. So it's like, oh my god, what's going on? Uh, but yeah, it was uh, that. That was that was awesome. I, I love the fact that we got it. Like you know, not even a week later. Uh, but as far as like what I love, um, what I loved was first of all his performance um, oh, yeah. throughout the episodes. Uh, you know, from an actor's point of view, the work that he's doing is. He's one of the best actors of our generation, without a doubt. I mean, if you if you guys haven't seen him in Halston, uh, which was, I think, on Netflix, if you haven't watched that, you should watch it because his performance is stunning. I mean, he's just incredible. The amount of depth uh, and the weight that he's brought to this character again and, and adding to it, um, I mean, you feel like you've gone through the years with him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and seeing him and seeing him, you know, not be the same man he was before, you know, not not jumping to the aid of everybody right away, you know, that guy got his ass kicked, you know, uh, at the whale, you know, butcher shop or whatever, and he didn't do anything about it. I mean, you know, it's like I like where it's going. I like everything about this. It's turning into kind of like like shame or or like the seekers or something like that where you're dealing with broken people trying to do the right thing and you know he gets his moment of you know his call to call to action you know to you know with uh with bail organa and then it kicks off and, and now we're in the third episode but as far as what happened in this episode for me what i loved about it was i loved the nightmare aspect of it i mean when i was a kid I had nightmares that Darth Vader was chasing me, you know, and that's how I felt like him running around out there, you know, in that, in that, that deserty kind of area and hiding behind dunes and stuff. And, and I thought, you know, it's kind of funny. He gets up, he's like, and then runs, you know, but who else would, I mean, what else is he going to do? Um, I loved, I love the relationship that's building between him and, and Leia. I think it's great. I think she's a great little actor. Um, yeah, anybody absolutely. who puts anybody who puts her down is sure. there's a special place <laughs> in hell for those people. Yeah, um, and I, I think that uh, yeah, I know, just just kids, you know, doing doing a thing. Um, I will say no, that her, I will say that her running reminds me of Phoebe from Friends. <laughs> <laughs> 
Running is a thing in this show. There's like a lot of there's a lot of strange running going on. Uh, Ro really loves that joke. <laughs> it's true though. It's true. No, it some is funny, true. It, there's some funny running action going on. It's not Tom Cruise. It's not Tom Cruise running. You know, this is like a whole other genre of running <laughs> in film. Um, but yeah, I thought the uh, I, I like the lightsaber battles. I thought they were great. Um, I I love Rita. I think Rita's great. I know there's a lot of backlash with her, which is extremely ridiculous and just awful. But um, I think she's a good villain. I think she's going to screw everything up. And it's going to make things a lot more interesting, I think, as we see, you know, what happens to her as we go. Um, and I thought, you know, seeing Anakin, you know, in, in on that dune in the distance, oh, yeah. like having that little flashback of her, sure. oh, that is just, that's just. I mean, you can really tell, you know, you, you mentioned Ewan McGregor's acting. I think there are certain subtleties in his face and his reactions and things like that. When, especially when the camera gets close up on him, yeah. you can really tell it's really, really fantastic. And uh, a lot of those micro expressions um, give you such an incredible perspective on what he's going through. And I love well, that. I, yeah. And I think what's interesting is like a lot of actors when they're, creating a role or, or like a lot of times you're creating it out of nothing or you're building it, you're grabbing from certain things around you. You're grabbing certain things around the um around you that you can relate to that the character might be uh you know similar to the character but with this he's able to pull from old things that he sure. did and i think that gives it so much more weight yeah and you know we we kind of have a history with the character as well. You know, the actor obviously does cause he lived it, but we yeah. do as well through the prequels. Um, and obviously the original trilogy, we've had this character from the get go, but yeah. just something about his, uh, his portrayal of, of Obi-Wan during this period is, is uh, pretty damn good. Yeah. Uh, well, you fact, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to interrupt you. Yeah, I was going to say, and if you look at it, I think from episode one till now, I think he's brought himself closer and closer and closer to Alec Guinness's performance of Obi Wan. Mm -hmm. I think he's paced himself yeah. on how he, he didn't immediately, you know, as a uh, however old Obi Wan's twenty years old, however he's supposed to be, and you know, he didn't go full Alec Guinness in episode one. But if you look at his mannerisms as time has gone on and as the stories progressed. He's made himself more and more like Alec Guinness, so it's going to be a seamless transition once you get to episode four, and I think that's brilliant. Right. Yeah, that and the fact also that he's you know an executive producer on the show, so he's yeah. got a lot more responsibility. He really wants to knock out the park, and and you know uh, because it's all on him. Right. Um, Highly invested. Yeah. yeah. Very. Very. Yeah. For sure. Um, you know, at this point, you really can tell that Obi-Wan is scared shitless, um, mm -hmm. especially during, you know, uh, Vader's, uh, little sequence there, um, on the, uh, on that mining colony town. Unreal. Um, unreal. Um, <laughs> you know, I posted something a while ago that my son and I were watching it and, um, at that point, you know, during the brutal scene, uh, you know, after the fire and the coals and and the the village, my brought my 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 son just jumped up and said, "How the hell is this on Disney Plus?" <laughs> um, you know, 
I talked about this uh, it, when we did our review of the book of Boba Fett, and I, I was afraid that Disney was going to kind of water down uh, some of the characters, and I think they kind of did with, with Boba Fett. Um, I uh, was really afraid and um, cautious to see what they were going to do with, with Darth Vader when he came into the fold here. Um, but uh, kudos, uh, and I'm glad I was uh, uh, proven wrong because uh, – I have never seen Vader so brutal. I mean, in the live action, obviously, he's been brutal in the comic books and some of the other uh, medium. But on so he had the hallway scene in Rogue One, yeah, which solidified him. I mean, he wasn't yeah. he was always solidified as a badass, sure. but you know, it right. further solidified him as as a badass. We had that in Rogue One, and now this just to see his cruel side. Yeah, but also don't forget in A New Hope, the first time we see him, he's strangling a guy. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> you know, and I mean, he, he, I think they've done a great job with, with the nightmare aspect of him right now. And, and the, yeah, with the Rogue One scene always blew me away. I, I watched that and I'm still like, God, that's terrifying. Yeah. You felt, you felt the terror that those rebel soldiers were going through. Right. Especially that last one when he realized that he couldn't get that door open. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> and then, and then with, with the, the Obi-Wan episode, they just like cranked it up so much. Oh yeah! And I was like, "Oh my god, this is insane!" I mean, so I loved every second of it. Yeah, pulling you know, pulling dads out of the window and killing them, mm -hmm. and the 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 son you know going after dad, and I mean, it, it was, was shocked. <laughs> I was shocked. shocked. It was <clears throat> definitely. Hey, I mean, hey John, I, I was gonna. I hadn't said it in a while, John. I wanted to share a. Uh, a theory that my kids had when uh, they watched Rogue One. And I've mentioned this uh, once or twice on, on the show, but uh, the Rogue One scene, uh, it's commonly thought that the door gets jammed. Uh, oh, but when yeah. my kids watched it, they immediately said, or uh, one of my kids said, I think Vader's holding that door. Oh, yeah. Uh, and, uh, when, when, and when you look at it in that aspect, because once he stabs that last guy uh, in the gut, uh, the door just automatically opens. Like, like it was nothing. So when you think about that whole time, if he was holding that door in position that entire time while he was doing all that other stuff with his lightsaber and with the force, that just puts a whole new level on that scene and makes him that much more terrifying, that much more powerful. I just thought, and that, and that was my watch kids. Again. Yeah. Okay. And it's, it'll, it'll just change how you watch the entire scene. Like, holy crap. You know, in the back of his mind, he's just holding this door while he's doing all this other stuff. And I like, love for, it. I'll watch it for, kids to come up with that kind of stuff it's amazing yeah you know during that chase scene in uh in that what it what is that that mining area um it reminded it definitely it reminded me of like friday the 13th oh like totally every, yeah. everywhere you turn it's like oh there he is oh yeah yeah it was uh really chilling the, the, um the slow walk and the, the whole slow thing. walk yeah oh, that, it's dark he's dressed all in yeah. black you don't know where he's coming from i mean it was completely imposing it was done so well and obi-wan knows exactly how strong he is too oh, yeah. probably at this point he can sense it i would imagine right oh he can sense it and he can feel it i mean vader was yeah. fighting obi-wan with one hand yeah, yeah. oh that, that entire one that, uh, he, that entire yeah. thing because he fought the same way with luke and empire with, with one hand you know it was right he used so two good. hands in episode four and he went back to one hand in empire um and I, I just thought that was great. So do we want to talk about the elephant in the room? Uh, one of the criticism is, did this ruin, and we talked about this ahead of time, did this ruin the dialogue 
in the Death Star dialogue, episode four, when I left you, I was about the learner. Now I am the master. Uh, did this sort of scene ruin that line or did it just add more context to it? I want to get John's take on that because I know I we've think, talked about this before. I, you know, I'm not sure because I don't think Vader thought or knew that Obi-Wan was going to be in the, in the kind of condition he was in until that moment. Right. Um, so I don't know if they had enough time, if he had enough time to, to think about that. You know, because I, 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 I thought that it was going to go bang, like they were just going to, it was going to be like crazy sword play, but, but it wasn't. And I, I think, I think Vader was a little kind of like, well, what's going on here for, for a second. Am I, am I crazy thinking that? No, I think you're right. I mean, you can tell there's a little bit of hesitation. There's a little yeah. bit of like, you know, I'm going to play with you. I'm going to mess with you, but you know, there is so much turmoil going in Vader's head, Vader slash Anakin. I think yeah. uh, um, early on, um, I was in Danny's chat. They were talking about it. Um, and then she mentioned that Vader is not fully Vader at this point. Maybe the, there's still a little bit of Anakin inside him. Obviously, mm. you know, uh, these, <clears throat> I, I know it's been 10 years. But it's just, yeah, there's, there's this, um, there's this sense of, especially when they come face to face, when he comes face to face with, with Obi-Wan, he's uh, reliving that. Um, somebody posted, I'm going to have to watch that scene again. Somebody posted uh, a screenshot of Vader when the fire is in front of him. Mm -hmm. um, and they said, if you watch carefully, you can see that there's a, a latent image of the, uh, the sword play uh, in Revenge of the Sith when, um, when, he, oh. when Anakin was burning. Um, so there's definitely that revenge aspect that I'm going to get you back. And obviously through uh, the actions that we saw in this episode, I mean, he was just like, you know, tit for tat. I'm going to put you through the same shit that you, that you put me through. Mm -hmm. So it's just amazing. Um, really yeah. great. Uh, I don't know. The, the scene was really great because it really, you know, the, the movies were so cinematic in scope. I think this series especially between these two characters, this is really going to be personal between Anakin Vader and Kenobi. I think, um, I think Luna girl has a great comment in, in the chat. I think, and I think of, of course, now that I'm agreeing with you, Luna girl, I'm sorry. It's probably not going to probably not going to be happen happen because I've been wrong about all my predictions. Um, but I, I like that. I like the Death Star being the third match, you know, kind of like the, you know, Muhammad Ali, George, oh, yeah. you know, George right, Foreman right. type fights where, yeah. you know, even though, you know, yeah, so you know yeah. Kenobi, he's been disconnected from the Force, and that's why he acted the way he did. Right. Uh, but you know he's he's getting it back now, and uh, I think it would be classic if he whoops his ass again. And then the third time, you know, Vader finally gets gets you know the upper hand and wins. And that's one of those criticisms that I'm like, I don't understand. He hasn't done this in ten years. <laughs> what yeah. are you expecting from this guy? I don't that's, get yeah, it. That's the thing. Yeah. I think I it mean, might even go to the point where. You know, like in uh, uh, Rise of Skywalker, or you know, or I'm sorry, uh, Revenge of the Sith, when Palpatine starts to transform, I'm thinking that there's going to be some kind of moment where they're fighting and, and like some serious energy and life gets sucked out of the both of them. Hmm. Because that would, because if you think about it, how old is he? Luke's what, 10 right now on the show? Mm -hmm. And how old was he in A New Hope? 19. 19. Yeah, 19. Yeah, all right. So, I mean, you know, I, I, I think that 
I think that, you know, Obi-Wan needs to have some kind of aging happening. Sure. And, and I think that maybe like some kind of like, you know, getting the power, maybe a power sucked out of them or something yeah. happens between the two of them where they, they kind of lose a little bit of their juice in a big fight. I think that's what's going to happen. Almost like, uh, almost like Palpatine suffered, um, physically when. Yeah. 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 So yeah, yeah that's, that's a good point. I, mean. I want to put up a comment from Dave Richards because I've seen this all over the place um, when yeah. they fight. But why didn't he lift him up during the rescue? The fire didn't seem that much higher. Um, and Danny, I guess, has an answer, which um, I find uh, satisfying. Um, I think Vader at this point really wants to toy with Kenobi. He's looking at him um, when when the droid, when that loading droid is rescuing him. Um, Vader just sits there and just watches. And I think at this point, I think Anakin, Anakin slash Vader, I'm going to continue doing that because I think he's not really, I'm, I'm kind of with Danny on this one. I don't think that he's completely 100% Vader, Dark Lord of the Sith. I think there's still a little bit, you know, of, of Anakin in there. Um, but I think, you know, he's troubled. He's troubled by all this. He wants, he does want to play with, uh, with mm -hmm. Obi-Wan. He wants to make him suffer. Obviously running his face through the burning coals was part of that. Um, but I do think that he, you know, he wants to, he wants to engage in the chase. The cat and mouse game. Yeah. What do you guys think? I agree. I think there's something to that, you know, yeah. I mean, it's possible that he could, you know, he could be toying with him there, I think, you know. And let's let's be honest. I mean, it's only the third episode. I mean, do we really want it to end that quickly right, right then sure. and there? So it's always going to be for the dramatic effect, too. I mean, his you can see his feelings on Obi-Wan going all the way back to episode two, where, you know, on Tatooine, where he says, you know, he's holding me back. And, you know, he has this temper tantrum there right. with Padme, you know, his and, you know, his latent animosity. Uh, towards Anakin or towards uh, Obi-Wan's been there for, for quite some time now. So he's going to, like like you guys are saying, he's going to want to play with his prey before he, he kills him. And that's a that's a typical villain thing to do anyway. Was, you know, right. stories wouldn't be interesting if the villain just killed the hero. It, you know, they have to toy with him for a while exactly. to make it interesting. And it's yeah. like you said, it's been 10 years. He hasn't seen Obi-Wan in 10 years. So I would imagine mm. now seeing him for the first time, he's going to be flooded with all this mix of emotions. So it makes sense to me. Yeah, absolutely. Um, any other points on this Vader Kenobi fight? Um, you know, I, I, I want to watch it again right now after we do this. Cause uh, well, I mean, no. oh, go ahead. I do. I do like the fact that they brought in the actress from game of Thrones. That made me very happy. Yeah, I, like her very much. I, I can't. I can't remember her name though. But um, yeah, I know what you're talking. Seeing about. her, seeing her in the show is great. Yeah, um, I want to touch on um, and Brad. I'm going to ask you about the um, the safe house, the safe room. Uh, we have oh a mention. Oh we have my a, god! We have a mention of another Jedi that yes. has not been in mm. the uh, live action. Uh, what do you think of that? Uh, they, yeah, so they, they mentioned, uh, you know, that's Quinlan Voss. So, um, you know, in episode three, um, they meant they briefly mentioned Quinlan Voss that he's uh, on boss pity. Um, so you never see Quinlan in episode three. So theoretically, he could have survived. And so evidently he did survive Order 66. Um, we see more of Quinlan Voss in the uh, Clone Wars series. Uh, not totally didn't totally like the way they treated his character um, in that um, they kind of made him 
stoner hippie uh, sort, sort of Jedi. I <laughs> uh, wasn't too fond of, of his treatment there, but uh, in the stories, in, in the books, uh, he, he's he's pretty much a badass, and he's got powers like Ray does where he can touch an object and see its entire history uh, through the Force. Uh, so, and uh, I think, uh, Rose, you mentioned, uh, or somebody said online that uh, maybe Quinlan smuggled Grogu out of uh, the Jedi Temple for uh, during, but like I said, he was said to be on another planet, but you know how they sure hop, skip, and jump. You know, he could be on Thaw's Pity one, one minute and back right. on Coruscant the next. Um, <clears throat> so, you know, if they can connect him to that, that would be awesome. I would love uh, to see him on screen. You actually do see him, apparently, for you see him for about one second in episode one. Uh, he is on Tatooine, he's uh, hanging out outside. Um, you, you can see screenshots. People have circled his face. Yeah. Um, he's got the okay. mark across his face, uh, the yellow mark across his face. Uh, you can see him there, but uh, I would love for them. I'd be interested to see what actor uh, they got for that part, but that would be an oh. amazing addition to the show. Uh, apparently, there's a rumor because the actor has a- actually kind of hinted at um, uh, Ice Cube's uh, son is in this series, and oh. there's a rumor that he's the one playing uh, Quinlan Voss if they introduce it. Um, but I thought it was interesting to name drop him at this particular point um, in the show. You know, Obi-Wan walks over to the door and uh, or the, that uh, the wall and says Quinlan was here. Oh, um, I think um, <laughs> what an impression. I'm, I'm, I'm paraphrasing. <laughs> But it's kind of cool, though. I mean, it's it's almost like kind of an underground railroad, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. kind of yep. process. Um, you've got, you know, God knows who coming through here saving, you know, who are they saving? Like, the, you know, like you said, are they saving, you know, young force sensitives? Are they saving other Jedi? Um, I think there's a whole story here that uh, that is worth exploring. I'm, I'm really excited about it. I did read. Yeah, that was, that was and I'm cool glad that. Talk. Yeah. I'm glad they didn't do this, and please tell me if you agree. I did read somewhere that there was going to be supposedly some sort of hint that one from Game of Thrones that was helping them out was going to be a love interest for Kenobi. Oh, that was, yeah, I read that, and uh, we don't don't need that. What's with all the shipping in Star Wars? I don't get it. (laughs) I really don't. There's, like, no time for this. Who let the 12-year-olds in the room? Yeah, there's no time for this, man. Glad they didn't go that route. Yeah. Mm. Um, just I will a reminder, say I like. Yeah, go ahead. Sorry. Oh no! Just a quick reminder at the end of the broadcast, I'm going to give out a digital code for Dune. Stick around if you haven't seen the uh, the movie. It's really great so far. I haven't finished it yet. It's really I, I guess long. I got. I guess I got to. I guess I got to rewatch. I'm going to try to get the digital code because uh, I, like I don't know if I'd pay for it again, but I just thought it was so boring. But I don't know. I I'm not. It. I'm not artsy enough for that movie. I guess I don't know. There you go. My kids liked it. I almost fell asleep. I loved it. Apparently, my imitation was uh, was a hit there. <laughs> it was good. I was impressed. Don't encourage him, Tina. <laughs> uh, um, let's see. Let's see what else we got. I liked uh, Reva a lot more in this. Oh episode, yeah, by as, the way. Mm-hmm. I really yeah. Did. She's starting to grow on me. Um, I want to preface it by saying I didn't. I don't. Not hating on her at all. I was just slightly annoyed by her in the first two episodes just because of her constant, you know, 
exuberance and yelling. I've never been the kind of person who likes a villain that's constantly doing that because it actually doesn't make you scary for me. It just makes you look whiny. Right. She was so much more subdued in this episode. Yeah. And I liked it so much better. It made her really seem like somebody to mess with or not to mess with. Right. And I like and her I- speaking with Vader, which was really that's but another thing. I loved watching him suit up. Yeah. Oh, <sighs> watching him suit up and the breathing. Yeah. yeah. And then that conversation that he had with her, I love how it's, you know, it's like the traditional Sith way of doing business you know he tells her hey you do this the job of grand inquisitor is yours so just like the sith have always done pitting the inquisitors against each other that is a very sith-like thing for vader to do i guess the inquisitors don't have a 401k plan (laughs) no they don't last long enough so this is the only show where we talk about 401ks and edibles in the same show i was gonna (laughs) yeah Um, yeah. one, of the, one of the things that I do noticed, um, which I'll agree with you guys is, yeah, I, I think, uh, Reva was, uh, she's again, she's starting to grow on me. I think her, um, her NG, I, I, I don't know the, the way that she's kind of dealing with stuff is, uh, especially at the end when she kind of, uh, I know people are ragging on, um, you know, how did she find the other end of the tunnel, but. I mean, she's resourceful. She's, you know, whatever. Um, I love the way she interacted with the other Inquisitors. And when, you know, she basically said, you know, send the probes out. Do it now. I love that was really powerful. That was great. Um, I know a lot of people are trying to still figure out her motivations. I think she has some sort of personal vendetta, not only with the Jedi, but with Kenobi um, personally himself. And like I said, I think this series is going to deal with more personal relationships between these characters than more of a global, you know, galactic uh, type of uh, situation. What do you guys think? So you have to remember most of these Inquisitors, if not all, were Jedi at some point, um, you know, stolen as uh, babies or or younglings. And so that being said, with this personal vendetta that she obviously has against Obi-Wan, he must have, you know, I guess she's one back to tank away from having some good flashbacks. Um, but, um, you know, I'm guessing he may have had the opportunity to save her possibly and, and didn't. didn't. Right. Um, so there's, there's something personal. So some people are complaining about how much backstory we're getting on characters these days. I think this one does warrant a little backstory to figure out why she, and I hope it comes through in dialogue though, right. uh, not through flashbacks. So, yeah. uh, you know, so I see it there. I hope it comes to in dialogue, though, but I think he may have had the opportunity to save her at one point and for whatever reason didn't. Yeah, I think she's very bitter about everything that happened. I agree, especially especially after. Yeah, especially after how the series started with the Order 66 and the kids. Mm -hmm. Amazing. She's definitely the monkey wrench, you know, in the show. It's like, what is what is she going to screw up? She's going to screw something up Mm -hmm. and and it's going to be interesting to see what what her storyline is going to be. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I mean, I, I, I think she's great. Um, oh, I'm along for the I ride. Do. Yeah. Yeah. I'm do you down. Think she's interesting? I, I do feel um, that, you know, cause this is kind of like Disney's little MO. I mean, I do feel that there's going to be a, a point in time when there's some sort of redemption for Reva. Reva. Um, yeah, At first, I had to look to see if she was the uh, same character from Jedi Fallen Order because oh yeah she had you know she had a dark past it's it's not the same character just so right yeah I keep hearing that yeah 
Um, but I, I think, think it'd be great. I think it'd be great if they didn't they didn't do that. But I think yeah. I, I, I think you're probably going to see that happen. Yeah, probably, um, especially because I know uh, I think one of the writers um, kind of teased the fact that you know everybody's talking about the Grand Inquisitor character died in Rebels and what the hell's going on and canon this and whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, he basically said, you know, we're, we're not messing with canon. Just hold on, hold your horses. You know, we'll explain it all. Um, which, yeah, I mean, we're halfway into the show, but I, somebody had posted that, uh, that the Grand Inquisitor was entitled only, and maybe this Grand Inquisitor was of the same species, and he yeah. just doesn't look like the guy in, in Rebels, but um, maybe the guy in Rebels is, is coming to replace him as Grand Inquisitor, right. and, you know, here we go. I think yeah, that's kind be more of... more than one Grand Inquisitor. Right. Um, you know, kind of like more than one general or, you know. Right, exactly. I mean, I don't yeah. understand why people thought that was literally his name. I always wrong, took right? it. I always took it as a title. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I didn't take it as a title I, because the character kind of looks the same. And I know, you know, we he's got the spinning lightsaber. He's got the outfit. It's, it's you know, it's kind of like a carbon copy of the animated series uh, character. But one of the things that I was really... Um, that tied me to this was his line in rebels when he fell to his death and he says, some things are worse, you know, some fates are worse than death. And obviously he was talking about dealing with Darth Vader when it came to failure, you know, at the time he, uh, he was uh, not, um, you know, he was failing to capture these rebels in the, in the animated show. And he said, you know, he said, fuck it. I'll just kill myself. Cause I I'd rather, die than deal with vader right um so i i always thought that there was going to be some sort of conversation between the grand inquisitor and vader in this series to help explain what he meant and we might still have it because i know dave filoni you know he loves to put these things out there and then pick them up you know years later so i'm really hoping that we do see some sort of conversation between the two characters um, to really explain, I mean, uh, you know, when Reva was talking to Vader, he's like, I don't care about the grand inquisitor. You know, if you fail me, you will know the meaning of suffering. So I think that's, that's part of what I want to hear from a conversation between him and the inquisitor. Um, I think the inquisitor is a great character overall. Um, and I would love to see, you know, Vader and him kind of, uh, talk because i want to see i want i want to maintain i want to make sure that vader maintains his supremacy (coughs) within the uh the inquisitorious there i want him to be like you know don't forget i'm the one that's uh you know that made you guys and i can you know i can take you out with the snap of the finger so i want to i want to continue that that rage that fear um that evil thread throughout uh throughout this thing with those characters the only thing I will say, because they said that there's already talk of a season two now, I do hope they don't drag it out to season two. I do think they need to provide an explanation for the Grand Inquisitor before this season wraps up. Yeah, I think they will. Because that actually I, would, that would piss me off a little bit. And I think somebody also posted not to believe the rumors that were coming from whatever website started to spread the season two rumors. Hmm. I think yeah, I hope they don't do it season two. I don't think they're going to need to. Yeah, I personally don't want it. I, I yeah. don't mind this being just a mini series, and that's all we get. Sure. Do you think we're going to get a Seth fight? Do you think we're going to get to see Reba maybe throw down with Vader, or 
Oh man. That'd be good. If, I'd like to see that. would be cool. So if that if, happens, if that happens, I want Vader to take care of Reva without, cool. without, uh, without even a struggle. Yeah. Uh, you know, I, I don't want to, for those who haven't, by the way, if you haven't played Fallen Order, I don't know what you're doing with your life. You should have played Fallen Order already. I don't want to spoil too much of that. But if if Reva did end up siding with Obi Wan, I don't want to give away too much. It would be very much like something that happened in Fallen Order. So I would rather not that to happen. I like what uh, Dave said in the chat. Uh, I like Grand Inquisitor coming back, and uh, he's the one that actually kills Reva in the show. That's I'm I'm, I'm like well. John. I I just. I, I like my villains to be villains. I don't always want them to be redeemed. Like, please let yeah. her just be a vicious villain. Yeah. yeah. I think she's a loose cannon. Yeah, she's that's why. That's why I like yeah, her. Absolutely. So She's a problem, guys. She's a problem. Exactly. Let her be that way. When did all this redemption stuff start? I mean, obviously, I know we got redemption Return in the, of the Jedi. trilogy. Um, yeah, I guess. <laughs> Uh, but not not every villain. Let, let the like, like Shanti said, let the villain be the villain. Yeah. yeah, that has been Disney's thing lately. And I mentioned this on on a stream last Sunday that you know, did we need a Cruella movie? Do I need to have sympathy Maleficent. for a character that later on is gonna go torture puppies to make a coat? <laughs> did I need the entire story of Maleficent and then it completely changes the story of Sleeping Beauty? Like. I don't want that. If not, it's not realistic. I'm sorry. I know it's a movie. I know it's a TV show and it's fantasy. But at the end of the day, there is good and there is evil. Plain and simple. Leave it that way. Yeah, Josh mentioned it in the chat. Uh, we, was, we were talking about Fallen Order here. The trailer, the trailer just came out for um, during celebration for the sequel to Fallen Order, mm-hmm. um, which also looks like it has the Grand Inquisitor uh, on it. Mm-hmm. So he's he's making his rounds across all media. Um, so that's also a, a, a exciting thing. Uh, and I, I'm also waiting for them to come up with a Lola toy. I'm going to need oh, that droid. It's coming. Oh, my God. I'm sure. sure. In multiple different forms. Yep. Absolutely. Uh, speaking of gaming, uh, I want to remind everybody in the chat, if you have not already heard, looks like it's uh, mostly our friends, but if you're watching this and you have not heard, uh, please go follow our gaming, our Red 5 Gaming on Twitter and Twitch. Uh, Shanti, tell us a little bit about uh, what you guys do over there. Game. It's awesome. Game. We- <laughs> no, we have um, several of our lovely members from Red 5 who um, every so often they are going on either Twitch or our Red 5 Gaming um, YouTube site. And they are literally you know, streaming uh, themselves gaming. And for instance, uh, myself and Kelly and Amanda, we have been playing um, Star Wars, the Old Republic, the PC game with our, you know, lovely member 97 Bravo. And it's been a lot, a lot of fun. You know, it's fun to watch. It's fun to play. And I don't know what else to say. Go follow Red 5 Gaming. It's been an absolute blast. Very nice. We got Fortnite going on. We got Fallen Order. We have Brady from Escape Hot playing Grand Theft Auto, which is absolutely hysterical. You know, Blake's been playing Madden. I I mean, it's just been another way for us to just connect and be nerdy, and I just absolutely love it. So check it out, please. John, do you game? No, I don't. Um, But I do have my kids' Xbox One which has Battlefront on it. So mm-hmm. I've been, and I put it in my studio, but that's right behind me. So I'm 
I've been dabbling. <laughs> dabbling? Sure. He was going to say that. I suck. I suck at it. I mean, I cannot, I, I don't have the eye-hand coordination for it. So it's like, I don't know if there's something you can learn. It's also not a good game, John. Is it? I don't know. It's, <laughs> it's, 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 it's kind of fun. I don't know. I love it because of yeah. Star Wars, but it's not a good game. It's Okay. <laughs> Uh, I missed out on the whole gaming thing. I was I don't know I don't know what I was doing. I was doing theater, I think, when all the gaming stuff was happening. So I I, I never caught on. And look where that got you, John. I know. It got me, yeah. I know. <laughs> look where I am. Don't worry, John. Me and my friend Kelly were constantly jumping off ledges and killing ourselves in the game. So don't worry about it. Okay, cool. <laughs> it's a lot of fun. Well, I'll start watching you so I can figure out how to do it. It's a great game. Thoroughly enjoying it. Cool. I'm still I'm still playing Need for Speed from 2001. Still row. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's that's all I play. That's all I play. Oh man. Well, um all right, Brad, we uh we have that one question. Um yeah. and uh what I'm going to do is uh Brad, you're going to you're going to go ahead and say the question, but uh everybody in the chat pay attention. Um you're going to have to DM us the answer. Uh, giving away a digital code of Dune here, um, but you're gonna have to DM uh, Scarif Podcast the uh, the answer and the first one I get. Um, no, maybe we'll do that. No, no, no. Let's let's. You guys can go ahead and answer in the chat. The first one in the chat will get the code. Um, How about everybody that answers it right and you just randomize it? All right. <laughs> I don't. I don't know. I don't know. I don't. Whatever. But uh, it's a it's a one question century mode, right? Yes. All right. So we've been we've been talking about Obi Wan, obviously the wait, entire wait, wait. time. Hold on, what? hold on. What? what one question century mode? This is century mode. Next time John is on, uh, we will give him the true century mode feeling. Five questions, Star Wars uh, trivia, and uh, usually those are a lot of fun. But um, all right, Doom. how fast you had Digital. that animation ready was was amazing. Oh, bro. That's a <laughs> was, touch of a button right here. Middle of a sentence, you cut me off a of century mode. Okay, <laughs> <clears throat> all right. So as I was saying, um, we've been talking about Obi Wan this entire time. So an Obi Wan one question century mode in episode four, A New Hope. What region of Tatooine did uh, Obi-Wan tell Luke uh, should not be traveled lightly? This region is not to be traveled lightly. What region was that? And we go for answers in the chat, Rose, is that what we said? Yeah, answers in the chat. All right. And um, Spell, how about this? Spelling counts. Spelling counts. Ooh. Yes. And I will not do an Obi-Wan imitation for this one. Oh, that's not. Oh, mm, mm, mm. <laughs> not yet. Hmm. This uh, mm. at room you awake, <laughs> Josh. Answer. Oh, looks like somebody got <laughs> it. No, I'm tired. <laughs> <laughs> She's so funny. Megan, thank you again for being our correspondent at Celebration. I can't thank you enough. <laughs> looks like Josh. Looks like Josh is going to watch them doing. Only one. Yeah. <laughs> I know nothing. <laughs> See, 
Nikita, I love you. <laughs> yep, the the jungle and the waste are not to be traveled lightly, is what he said. Did he spell it right? He did spell yeah, it correctly as well. Congrats, okay. Josh. Yep. <laughs> Very good, Josh. A true nerd. Yep. So, uh, the Judland Waits are not to be traveled lightly. Wow, <laughs> close my eyes. It's <laughs> it's eerie, isn't it? Wow, excellent, cool. So, yeah, uh, Josh, DM me, I'll give you the uh, digital code. You'll be watching some Dune <laughs> sometime soon. Um, yeah, um, excellent. I want to say. A big thanks to all our patrons. We've got some wonderful friends that uh, support us um, in all the uh, wonderful things that we do. I want to play a quick little thank you video for our patrons that may be watching. Thank you so much, guys. Right, time for the big thank yous, podcast family, to those of you that support the Scarif Scuttlebutt podcast. Team Scarif gives you all a heartfelt thank you, wonderful people who have found it in their hearts to support our show. We're super lucky to have you. Hello there. Folks like Amanda, Jedi Caligula 89, Joey Rosales, what up, Joey? The Salty Crew at the Salty Nerd Podcast, Alex and Matt. Super fan of many of the Red 5 pods, Nicholas Schaefer. Follow him at Backyard Tardis. What's up, Nick? Our Star Wars celebration friend, Chad, at Hyperspace and Holocrons. Jay from Florida. Our other Floridian, Frank, at the Garrison level. Big thanks. And certainly not least, our executor level patrons, 97 Bravo and the Convergence Podcast. And Scott and Kim from the Used and Abused podcast. Big thanks, you Red Fivers. Go give them a follow. Huge respects to all our patrons for your support. And if you want to become more involved in the Scare of Scuttlebutt community and feel like becoming a patron, head over to patreon.com slash scare of scuttlebutt. And remember, we can't have the scuttle without the butt. Don't forget, it's always sunny on Scarif with patrons like you. That's really cool. To make, to make, you're selling timeshares there, or, or it's parting gifts on Miami. Yeah, yeah. While supplies last. Funny. While supplies last, we want uh, to remind everybody that uh, next month is ScarifCon. Uh, John, if you're in the Chicagoland area on uh, July 23rd, we'd love to have a drink with you. We are having ScarifCon, our Red 5 fan meetup. There's a whole bunch of us coming to um, Murray's Caddyshack in Rosemont. We're going to have a live podcast from 12 to 4. Uh, Dominic Pace uh, from The Mandalorian Season 1 is going to be there. We're going to have some giveaways. We're going to have some food, some drinks, uh, some awesome things. I'm trying to rent one of those 360 cameras that we all can get in there and then do a 360 GIF. And then, you know, just like they do at the Oscars, uh, should be a I lot of fun. I feel like you're going to be the only one on there and you're not going to let anyone. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I love those things. Absolutely. <laughs> But, uh, yeah, there's a whole bunch of us coming. There's a, a lot of the podcast from Red 5 Network coming and a lot of friends oh, oh, oh. from Red 5, uh, which uh, should be great. Um, I also, you know, obviously we have our patrons, but I also want to say a big thank you to Tina. Uh, 
Rapina, uh, some folks that usually uh, tweet uh, and retweet a lot of our stuff, and uh, our friend Abigail from the Manic Pixie Weirdo podcast. She just dropped a new episode, her relationship with uh, science. So those are really good. Uh, please check them out and check out the rest of the Red 5 family at bio.link slash red5. Over 30, what, 37 podcasts now available on the Red 5 network. A little uh, something for everybody. Um, what else is going on? Uh, let's go around the table and say hello there, starting with you, Brad. I'm not saying it. Uh, <laughs> I, no, I'm just uh, I'm, uh, really excited uh, for these last three episodes. I think we're in for quite the ride. If episode three brought it like it did, uh, like I said, I wasn't expecting that this yeah. soon. So if that happened in episode three, I think we're definitely in for a treat with these last three episodes. So uh, keep your expectations at a responsible level and enjoy the rest of the show. Shanti, what about you? What was the question? <laughs> I'm joking. Now, um, all I can say is, Please just uh, keep saying it. Please have patience. Um, if you love Star Wars as much as you do, can you please act like a Jedi in this case and just have some patience, please? Like, we're not done yet. I'm sorry that the episodes are not all being dropped at once, but relax. I think they're doing a great job. I think Ewan is doing a fantastic job as always. Um, and Scarif After Dark, July 2nd. <laughs> it's happening. <laughs> so that's the only other thing I'll say about that. Did Ro freeze? Did I freeze? I think he's frozen. He's, oh, okay. he's, he's, he's really just. He's really just. If he's Maybe not it's a picture he puts in front of the camera. <laughs> yes, he's right, napping. Right. yes, we could take over. Oh, oh yes. Oh, no. Finally, I can get a word in now. <laughs> oh. This is my show now. All right. So uh, I want to say something really quick. Yeah, go ahead. So I'm the kind of person that whenever I meet somebody, I always try to peg them. Not like, whoa, who do whoa. they remind me of? Not, that's not what I meant. I'm sorry. It's not Scarab <laughs> After Dark yet. John, I just realized yeah. who you remind me of. You look like Andrew McCarthy. Really? <laughs> I, it's funny. Yes. I've never gotten that one. That's really? a good one. Yeah. Yes. I, you, know I, you know who I usually get? I usually get Kevin Bacon. Really? Timothy Hutton. But recently, I've been uh, some guy at... Uh, uh, Universal Studios thought uh -huh. I was Ewan McGregor. <laughs> I can see that. Yeah, How I had my, a little bit more of my beard in, and, and oh, okay. uh, I, was, I was wearing a hat, and he thought for sure. And I was like, "No, oh, man, it's not, not <laughs> like it. I wished." I wish. <laughs> yeah, bro, we were having such a good time without you. I, know, I finally man. got to talk. <laughs> Sorry, we missed you. Something, uh, something went on with my uh, internet connection there. Mm. It was a great still frame, though. You, you were very yeah. offensive on there. Very nice. <laughs> I was doing my best Obi-Wan still frame. <laughs> awesome. Awesome. All right. Um, what did I miss? Everybody no. uh, Everybody begging. said where, where folks can find begging. everybody? Yes. That was oh, a, yeah. I'm begging. on Twitter. You can find me on Twitter, too. Mm -hmm. Oh, um, didn't you have a... I thought you had a, a a project that you were involved with, John, recently. Uh, there's a couple. Um, there's a, a series that I'm working on uh, called Civil Disobedience, which is still shooting, um, and it's doing pretty well. It's really like they've been premiering some stuff at some festivals, and they're getting some accolades for it, which is nice. 
Very nice. Uh, I'm also attached to a horror film called Campfire that has an incredible cast. Uh, and we're just, they're still in pre-production. So it's taken a little while to get the ball rolling, but uh, hopefully we'll be shooting that soon. I'm excited about that one. Other than that, nothing much going on. But, you know, if you guys would like to follow me on Twitter or Instagram, it's at John J. Tang. I'd love to follow you back. Awesome. Excellent. Well, that uh, concludes our Scarif Live on episode, or I guess part three of Kenobi. We are halfway uh, through the show, through the series. And um, it's going to get, uh, I, I hope they start to, well, I hope they don't start to ramp up. It's already been ramped up. It's uh, where can they go now, right? Exactly. Very you know. exciting. Very exciting. Yeah. So uh, I guess we will meet you back here next weekend when we talk about uh, the next episode of the Kenobi series on Disney+. Plus. I'm very excited and uh, very excited to see what else comes down the pipeline. I know we got some other Star Wars shows that have been uh, announced and some other geek stuff. Brad, I know you've said it before. What is that saying that you've always saying? It's a great time to be a geek. Absolutely. Absolutely. All right, guys. Everybody in the chat, I love you guys. We love you all. Make sure to like, subscribe, and uh, follow us on Scare of Podcast. And remember, that's Brad, John, and Shanti. I'm Ro. That's the scuttlebutt, baby. Remember, Star Wars fans, don't be racist. Hey, Star Wars fans and friends of the podcast, don't forget to leave the guys a voicemail for a chance to be included in the discussion. Let them know what's on your mind. Call 773-234-8659. And that's the scuttlebutt.